Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. A registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is an employee of Rosenthal Wealth Management group and affiliated with Satira. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is live in studio and live on YouTube, baby. Here's Larry Rosenthal. Good morning, well, good sir. morning, Chris, and how are you today? Uh, feeling pretty good. I'm loving the day. I mean, I'm not liking the markets, but I'm loving the day. <laughs> well, the market showed a little resiliency yesterday. We'll be talking about that this morning, I'm sure, because that seems to be what we talk about a lot. How That's about for that? sure. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into some technical analysis on why the market had a nice bounce yesterday and, and what it looks like on Monday. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Chairman Powell's going to be speaking this week. He's going to be speaking on Tuesday, and we're going to have retail sales out on Tuesday as well. Mm. So sentiment is very, very low, which is a very bullish sign, believe it or not. But we'll get into all that in just a few minutes. So Sounds good morning, good. everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. Uh, just another quick announcement here following up from last week. Go visit our website at LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for our market update, economic update. We're having uh, two of them this coming Monday, May 16th, from 12 to 12.30 p.m. Eastern, and then from 6 to 6.30 Eastern uh, this coming Monday. There's no Writing cost it down. for it. Yep, there's no cost for it. Just go to our website and uh, click on the little seminar button right there, and you get a link. And you come in and you just see what's going on in the markets and the economy. We'll have about, uh, I don't know, a dozen or so slides we're going to step through. We're going to be talking about where we are right now. We're going to do it last week. We had to make some, some changes with some because of some family plans. And at the same time, we wanted to pick up the latest data on inflation, which we have now. We have the inflation numbers that came out earlier this week. What does it mean? You know, no matter what those numbers were going to be this week, whether they showed inflation pulling back, whether they showed inflation advancing or inflation staying exactly the same year over year, nobody was going to be happy in the market. There was going to be some people that would be happy about it and some people would be sad on both sides of that, that equation. And, and that's exactly what played out this week was the actual headline inflation number actually, Chris, 
came down. It was at eight and a half percent year over year from uh, let's see from March of 2021 to March of 2022, and then our our April print for March from April of 2021 to April of 2022 actually ticked down two tenths to 8.3 percent. So what does that mean? You know, why did the market sell off? You know, you you need to take a look at at sort of valuations, right? If if you have an opportunity to buy a stock in two different companies, company A and company B, and both companies say our our companies are doing fantastic right now. We have tremendous corporate earnings going forward. We have very strong income and balance statements, right? And, and now, how are you going to decide which company to go about purchasing, right? And you see one company whose stock evaluation is more attractive versus another company. You go, wow, you know, based off of all the numbers, it looks like this stock is kind of overpriced. Which company, even though both are doing well, would you really want to buy? You'd want to buy the one, obviously, that has a more attractive stock price relative to its corporate earnings. And that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing the evaluations of the markets come back down while corporate earnings are still continuing to rise. You know, a year ago or so, a year ago, Chris, forward-looking uh, uh, corporate earnings were, were uh, at, at 20 you know, 16 is the zero number. 16 is neutral. And today they've dropped down to about 17. So we've got a very attractive market at this particular point as far as buying goes. That was what came ushered, ushering in at the different support levels on Friday. The markets kind of have washed out down to these target ranges, which has kind of been the prediction of all of this. And so many people are still talking about a very, very strong I was on a, a Zoom call, personal Zoom call, with uh, some, some fund representatives this past week. I'm not going to mention their company names, obviously, here. And they were all talking about you know, having a, a, a market coming back to close to being even for the year, if not slightly down or slightly wow, positive. Wow, that's some good news. So, yeah, some very, very good news as far as all that goes. You know? and, and, but you know, there's no guarantees to it. There, I still think we're going to have volatility. I still think we're going to see inflation plateau, which by that – you know, in Wall Street terms, I think it's going to itch up a little bit, inch down, inch up, inch down, sort of a W there for the next couple of months uh, before it starts to actually start to come back down again. You know, Jerome Powell again is going to speak on Tuesday, and he's already t he's already given us the the roadmap, at least two more rate hikes of 50 basis points each, and then we'll kind of see where we are and how things are going. So the market should build that in, right? It's already baked in. That's yeah. exactly right. Let's welcome Lo Rosa on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Rosa. How are you today? <laughs> I'm delighted that I got through today. Um, I tried calling you all, and uh, just we were playing phone tag, couldn't get hold of the person, and they couldn't get hold of me. But my question is, I don't understand this about the IRA. I have some IRA accounts before I uh, retired from uh, Prince George's jail, <laughs> um, Department of Corrections. And I don't understand what I, I read the information. I can't make heads or tails. And it's about uh, determining the calculation method of the required minimum distribution. I have several IRAs. I don't have a whole bunch, uh, maybe like 30,000 in one and 10,000 in another, 6,000 in another, and then maybe another 2,000 in another. Th those are rough figures. Um, 
but I don't know what I'm supposed to do other than to go meet with them and have them kind of like explain this to me. But I wanted okay, to have like. Yeah, huh? this is this is very. Let me let me break it down and explain it to you, okay? And 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 okay. explain to you what you should be looking at, what you need to do, uh, to avoid a a fifty percent tax penalty. Okay, so here's okay. the deal: when you're when the year, the the new rule is this: when you turn seventy two in that year, let's suppose you turn seventy two this year, but you don't turn seventy two. Okay, let's suppose you don't turn seventy two until December. So your qualifying year is this entire year. You can start taking your required distribution now, even before you're 72 officially. But if you're turning 72 this year, that's the year. That's the deal. The way it's calculated is it's calculated based off of the December 31st prior year's account balance. So let's just do some simple math. Oop. I guess we'll have to, she'll have to call us back. She'll get disconnected. That's fine. Or... We'll just, I'll just put her on line on hold here, and I'll just continue to answer the question in case yeah. she's listening. So here's the way your required minimum distributions are calculated. They're calculated, again, based off the December 31st prior account balance. Now, in her case, she had four or five different IRAs that she was mentioning. So what we do is you take the sum total of all of the IRAs on the December 31st prior year's account balance, which would be, in her case, December 31st, 2021. Let's suppose that they all add up to $100,000, just to do an example. Then you look at your required minimum distribution chart for age 72, which I happen to know off the top of my head, which is 27.4. So you divide that 100000 into 27.4, and that's the number that needs to come out. It's not 27%. Okay, it ends up being about 3.6% or 3.7%, somewhere in that ballpark. That's the amount of money that has to come out before the end of the calendar year of this particular year right here that you turn 72. So when you're 72 or older, you have to continue to take out your required minimum distributions. Okay, very, very simple. The IRS has given us the ability to get tax deductions while putting these monies in for many, many years. We've enjoyed compound uh, uh, interest growth, tax deferral. Now they want to take a piece of the pie back. Mm -hmm. I, I get it. I understand it. And that's just the rule. There is some legislation floating around up on Capitol Hill now about talking about extending that to age 75 over the next 10 years. So we'll see what comes out. You know, we'll have to see what, what, what really comes out with it all. But the important thing here is if you do not take your required minimum distribution, if you fail to take it in your year, then you will have to pay income taxes on what you should have taken plus a 50% tax penalty on the amount of money that you did not take out. So so uh, it's, a, it's a big hit. It's a very big hit. So make sure that you're doing your RMDs. And, and what I would suggest is exploring the opportunity of, mo of combining, Rosa, all of your IRAs together, okay? Instead of having one IRA at one place, another IRA at another place, another IRA at another place, because it's going to make it much, much more simpler for you to produce the quality income you need and make sure that you keep track of all of your IRAs. So, so that's kind of the answer to the question there. If you have other questions, give us a ring back. Matter of fact, it is open mic Saturday. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Open mic Saturday, Chris. Love it. Yeah, you bet. 
No hold, no questions bar. Give us a ring if you have any questions on estate planning, taxes, mortgages, the real estate market, the economy, where the Federal Reserve is, where the uh, on on their game plan, on their plot chart, where the business cycle is here in 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 the U.S. Let's talk about inflation pressures. Let's talk about what we see with corporate earnings, what we see with evaluation. Things are actually shaping up in 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 a pretty good way at this particular point. We'll wait and see. There's going to be more volatility, but just hold on. And, uh, you know, as as uh, they always say, bet on America, that's for sure. Amen. So we're going to take a quick break here. Let's keep our phone lines open. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives. Right now with your questions, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Coast to coast from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Well, we appreciate you listening. Give us a call at 855-767-3123. 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal here in studio with us. Larry. Sure, sure, absolutely, Chris. Um, you know, we were we were talking about uh, Pal speaking next week, corporate earnings, where things are, and and the 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 key here is uh, obviously let's wait and see what happens in the second half of the year, as far as all that goes. You know, and and one of the things that we have to explore too is taking a look at at a wonderful companies and fair prices, right? You know, there, there's an old adage on Wall Street that says it's, it's far better to buy a wonderful company at a fair price than to buy a, a fair company at a wonderful price, right? So make sure that your your the thing the investments that you own in this type of a marketplace are are quality investments. And boy, there's a lot of quality stocks out there right now at a very very attractive price. As far as that goes, and that brings the question too. You know, do you take a look at now putting money in on a dollar cost averaging basis, or do you just buy at this particular point? And for some people, they're going to just say, you know what, let's just buy right now, since since they love how the stock prices are positioning. And others are saying, nope, let's dollar cost average, where you put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval. You know, 
So, so getting back to a, just a little bit part of the the more technical stuff, you know, the the yield curve right now is 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 just about normal sloping. It's not inverted. You know, the the twenty is a little slightly inverted over the the thirty year note. Not a big deal at all. But you know, a lot of things are starting to to shape up and 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 turn the corner there. Um, you know, I, I well, let me just rephrase that. I still say there's going to be a little bit more volatility when it comes to all of this. No, no, no doubt in my mind. Dollar cost, um, right? Dollar cost. Yep, that's one of the ways. But but you know, a lot of people are starting to say now from our sources that that um, you know inflation may have actually peaked. I don't want to call that just yet. Uh, my my prediction was around June this year, but we'll we'll wait and we'll see. Um, you know, uh, as far as all that goes, but. You know, one of, one of the things that, that I wanted to talk about today was there's been a survey out here a while ago by the Investment Company Institute, and, and reasons to invest, reasons why people invest, okay? And they, they listed out several reasons as to why people invest. To make one, money. Well, to make money, but, but you know, if, if you just take a, a, a broad scope like that, Chris, and that's a good point, what are you trying to make money for? Yeah. What's the purpose of money? In your life, got to have a goal there somewhere. Well, yeah. What What's the goal? You know, thirteen percent of people say, you know what? Look, we we want to invest for uh, a a larger home. We want to try and save for another home. Other people say we're we're putting away money for for college education. We're saving for education for themselves to further their careers or for their kids or their grandchildren. Right. Um, Other people say, you know, look, I want to invest for current income. Other people say, I want to invest and save for emergencies. You know, 46% of people say, look, I, I need to save up money in the bank for, for emergencies, things like that. More people say, I want to invest in a tax-wise position so that I have uh, better tax strategies with my investments coming to myself down the road. And others say, the most popular one, 92% say, I want to invest and save for retirement. Well, if you stop and take a look at these six or seven items that you want to invest for and save, sort of put yourself on a roadmap, a roadmap, a timetable of you and your family. You get out of school, you get a job, you get married, you know, you start having children, you want to buy a home, a a larger home, cars, college funding, build money for emergencies, vacations, the whole nine yards, right? Tax efficiencies, retirement planning, everything. How do you go about, you know, bifurcating all of your savings and your investments to align for the different time frames that are needed for these different goals that are needed throughout your life? That's the question. That's the ultimate question. That's one of the ultimate questions here in building out a properly structured financial plan. So how do you go about doing all this? Well, I'm going to give you the answer to, to a lot of this, but first let's just keep the phone lines open. I like the phone calls. Let's uh, let's welcome uh, Kevin on the line from Virginia. Give us a ring. Uh, uh, Kevin, welcome to the show. How can I help you? Hey, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm about five years away from retirement, uh, you were talking about, Bringing all your IRA uh, place in a single place. I like that idea, but what should I look at for investing that IRA money with a with my principal protected? I do not want to risk that potential. I mean, the principal. So I guess the stock market would be out. Where should I look, and what type of return should I look for in this day and time? 
Kevin, this is going to be kind of a long answer, so let's let's sort of break this down a little bit in different stages, okay? So so you said, where can I invest my my IRA money that's principal protected? Um, first thing we have to do is talk about principal protected. If we're going to have money that's principal protected, there's no doubt that money needs to stay in the bank, okay? Because that's the only place that the principal is protected. Now, you can buy bonds, and the principal is not guaranteed, but usually you get your money back if the company stays in business. Fair enough? But the problem that we have here is that interest rates at banks are so low that when you put your money in a bank product in order to print to in order to have it principally protected you are not going to keep pace with taxes and inflation in the long term so let's suppose you have you know you have $100 sitting in the bank in 2022 and in 2032 you go to the bank and you withdraw that $100 and you take it to the grocery store and you say well wait a minute here i'm only getting a third of my groceries that i could have purchased in 2022 because now that that hundred dollars has been starved for growth over the ten years in your retirement years and if you're 55 you need money when you're 65 75 85 and 95 years old so we cannot say we're just going to have all of our money principal and protected because you need money 10 15 20 30 years down the road in retirement does that make sense it does so now stop for a second and think about a uh, think about a fruit think about a pear Okay, a pear has a very wide base at the bottom and is sort of more narrow at the top as we hold it in the palm of our hand, right? So based off of your risk acceptance level, you can have most of your money principal protected, but I would suggest examining having some of the dollars in a growth position so that it can continue to grow for you during your retirement years. This is sort of a combination of both strategies. You with me on that so far? So you are you're, you're recommending still keeping a, a balance, but balance, I guess, the majority, I think, should be principal protected since I'm so close to retirement, right? Well, the, the being close to retirement is one thing, but the real question there is how soon do you need to be getting income based off of these investments, okay? I, I know people that are retired that are retiring or are retired but they don't need their in, they don't need any income off of their investments and then maybe you only need, maybe because of your social security and maybe a pension i don't know what your situation is maybe you need to supplement your retirement monthly income by $1000 a month okay and and maybe you just need to say you know what based off of that i need to protect maybe 25% of my investments right now in order to deliver that income for myself so so the closer in time you are to needing your money, the more conservative those dollars need to be. And when you take a look at, 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 at from, from, from that standpoint, think about your money in buckets, okay? If you're needing income today, that income bucket right there needs to be low risk but still get somewhat of a return. Then, then say, you know what, I need money four to seven years from now. So I'm going to have a second bucket that's going to grow for me for four to seven years. And then I need money seven to 11 years. I'm going to have another bucket of money. And then I need money 12-plus years down the road. I'm going to have yet a fourth or fifth bucket of money. So you have different types of dollars allocated into different types of investments 
design for yourself down the road. Think about this standpoint. The markets have pulled back right now. People that are taking income that are retired now, most of the time their income should be coming from investments that are very uh, uh, stable. So they're hardly down at all or maybe down just a little bit where the growth component of their portfolios are down, but they have time to go back because they have adequate reserves to deliver the income for the next couple of years for themselves. That's the way that things need to be positioned so that you can always maintain um, growth to keep pace with taxes and inflation. That's how it has to be segmented out. If you like, Kevin, I'll be happy to put you on hold here, and we'll have one of our advisors reach out to you and sort of give you a visual and break that down for you and show you how to design the portfolio as far as that goes. How does that sound for you? That's fine. Thank you. Yep. Let me put you on hold, Kevin, and Bob will get your contact information, and we'll have someone reach out to you and go ahead and show you how to break that uh, properly structured portfolio down. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's go ahead and welcome Jeff on the line from New Jersey. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Hi. Good morning. How are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Sure. How can I help you, sir? Uh, Just had a really quick question. Um, I, I guess I'm part of like the zennial generation uh and i just turned 41 in december and uh you know, I've, I've noticed my my parents and all of my um older siblings and aunts and uncles i noticed that they're they're retiring and they're really comfortable and they're doing really well uh into their um golden years but for my generation i've noticed that uh, a lot of us are really struggling with with finances and a lot of it i think has to do with um just basically just being out the loop as far as just how finance and, and investing works, you know, going to like the public schools, you know, they don't really focus on how the stock market works and how money physically works and how we can actually use it to our benefit in the future. So I started learning at later age, like my, my late twenties, early thirties, I started, you know, reading, reading books on how the stock market works. I just feel like, you know, my generation, like the generations under me, are like I feel like we're getting the short end of the stick. You know, because like it's not really emphasized uh, in our education system about how important investing and finances are. Well, and Jeff, let me your, let, your, your input on that. Yeah, let me jump in and talk to you about that. You know, what you've experienced, and this is a, a fantastic observation, but I would say let's expand the conversation to all generations. What you've experienced is your family, you, the, the, the people that are older in your family, your parents and grandparents, um, they probably had less information about how money works than you do. The, 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 when, I went to sc- when I went to school, I didn't have much information on how money works and budgeting and all that kind of stuff. I had to take specific classes in order to, to get that. You still have that opportunity, but today the, the, the young men and women that are coming out of college with finance degrees and things like that have a far better, much, re, much further reaching understanding of how markets work, how money works, and all that kind of stuff than you and I ever did from academia's position. Okay, The thing that's missing in all these generations your parents' generation, my grandparents, my parents, my generation, your generation, kids, grandkids, the whole nine yards. The real big thing that's missing is understanding the importance of how money works, what we need to do with money. 
we 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 turn on the television and we we find something right away that you know the big screen TV does not cost five thousand dollars, it just costs seventy nine eighty eight a month, right? We find that the new car doesn't cost forty thousand dollars, it just costs three hundred eighteen dollars a month or whatever it is. We're buying payments. That's what we're doing. People do not understand the 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 uh, the weight. Of, of debt. People need to understand how how money works, who's in control of it, who owns it, what our role is. And I believe that the Lord's, it's all the Lord's, our role is to be good stewards with money, okay? And our role is to, is to figure out how we're going to use, you know, the Lord's going to provide for us and, and he's going to give us blessings with, with money. You know, you have a job, you have a blessing, right, with, with dollars. We need to tithe, give additional gifts and offerings, then we need to save, then we need to pay Uncle Sam, then we need to live off the rest. And I will tell you this, I have seen this years and I've been doing financial planning, wealth management, estate planning, investment management for, for uh, over 30 years now. And, and when I see... What, what One of the things that I constantly see is that people that understand the importance of living within your means versus getting extended with debt, okay, there's a huge difference. I, 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 I have clients that, that have, have um, their homes paid for. They have a tremendous amount of, amount of money in the markets and the bank. They've put three or four kids through college. And they have an average income. I've, I've seen clients that have tremendous, I mean tremendous amount of incomes that can't figure out how to save, you know, $400 a month because of the lifestyle that they have. And one of the things that I was talking with somebody earlier this week, and this is perfect, Jeff, they were talking about, you know, Larry, should I have 80% of my pre-tax income available to me when I go to retire? And I go, well, listen, if your income's very, very low, you're going to want more than that. And if your income's very, very high, you might not need all of that. So along the way, Jeff, the biggest thing, in my opinion, that's, that's missing is what our role of stewardship is with the dollars, but how we have to make sure we live within our means. Because anybody can sit down and figure out discounted cash flows on a balance sheet or whatever it may be that they're looking for to buy or sell a stock. Okay, those formulas are out there all over the place. You could take classes on all that stuff, but it's the management of the money. It's the it's the stay away from the emotional decisions about money. You know, you take a look at at, at over the last several years, a lot of frothy stocks came into the marketplace. And right now, as a pullback, they're getting hurt pretty hard, whereas your more solid companies are not. So there's discipline when it comes to investing and things like that. So that's kind of the answer to my question as far as all that goes. There's a ton of resources out there, and I'll tell you the best resource, the best way to go about looking at, at what works for you and your family is actually to, to develop a financial plan, okay? Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'll, I'll send you out our financial planning toolkit, Jeff, and this will help you draw a line in the sand and assess where you are now, and it's going to take a look at all of the aspects. We've identified 130 different points that can go into a financial plan, and what you're in competition with is not the markets, not your family, not your associates at work. You're in competition with your family goals according to your financial plan, okay? 
That's what you have to be in competition with. If you say, look, Larry, I like my standard of living right now. I want to maintain my standard of living right now in retirement. Then let's forecast your standard of living that you have today into retirement using the inflation, looking at tax rates and things like that, and say this is what we have to do to formulate uh, a proper plan in order for you to deliver the, the comfortable standard of living that you want to maintain in retirement. So kind of a long answer to your question, but the biggest thing there is stewardship and understanding debt and our role of money. Um, and then continuing to, to buy. It's not, it's not timing in the market. It's time in the market, Jeff. There's so many surveys. I can't wait to see, you know, probably this time next year or maybe early in 2024, we're going to come out and we're going to see what the returns are in 2022, but we're also going to be able to assess what the average investor's return is. And if you look at the last 10 years roughly, I'm sorry, the last 20 years roughly, you'll see the average return in the S&P slightly under 10%, but the average investor out there is right around 2%, and that's because of all of the emotional mistakes that, that they make going in and out the market and that's why you see this a lot of times a lot of times it's just you know what let's ride through this let's have properly built portfolios that can withstand pullbacks based off of your time so I can go on and on about all this I could probably write a book on it all uh, but that's kind of the answer to your question is that does that some of that make sense to you that was perfect you you summed up everything perfectly I really appreciate uh, your answer thank you so much Sure. I'll put you on hold, Jeff, and we'll send you out our financial planning toolkit. You know, And if you want, you can go check out my website, LarryRosenthal.com. There's a video on the front page right there that pretty much demonstrates exactly what I talked about in a financial plan. So appreciate the phone call, sir. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Check out my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Go, uh, we're going to be doing a market economic commentary update this coming Monday, May 16th at 12 to 12.30 noon Eastern, and then 6 to 6.30 uh, again in the evening. There's no charge for it. We're going to have people from all over the country on there. I'll be doing a, a, a week, you know, I've, I've been, since the markets have been under pressure this year, I've been doing a, almost every other week market uh commentary economic update we've got all the stuff on the fed we've got all the stuff on the interest rates uh, uh the inflation numbers everything like that corporate earnings so so check it out go visit the website LarryRosenthal.com. click on the seminar button and go ahead and sign up for our economic update this coming monday uh give us a ring at 855 rose one two three we're going to take a quick break we'll be back in a moment with more making money sense to Making Money Sense Live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've heard oftentimes about asset allocation. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. We need to understand tax allocation. The IRS views our money through four different tax lenses. Taxable, tax deductible and deferred, non-deductible and deferred, tax exempt, or tax free. Stop for a moment and think, how much money have you saved up in your retirement plans, place the money has never been taxed? Here's the rule on that. You control 100%. 
but you only own 65% of it. We need to make sure that our income in retirement years is tax efficient to maintain your standard of living. Started with your financial plan today at LarryRosenthal.com or call right now for the financial planning toolkit, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123 is the phone number to call. We'd love to hear from you, 855-ROSE-123. And more with Larry Rosenthal. Hey, Larry. Sorry, one more time? I said, well, welcome back, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. It's always good to be here. I haven't got it. Is, I, didn't, it I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you can check us out on YouTube at LarryRosenthal.tv. We've got people watching uh, the streaming of the show from all over the country. You can see that I'm in a undisclosed location this weekend, right? Come on, uh, you, you can uh, disclose it. You can yeah. disclose it. Uh, uh, I guess you can. We don't see, want where are we here? Millions of folks, you know, ramming down the doors trying to get hold of you. I know. It's okay. No, that would not be the case. That's for sure, <laughs> not at all. Hey, but you know the 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 the, the last caller, you know, also also. Um, um, I think his name was Jeff. He he really uh, asked a, a very good question, a very strong question, you know. And and one of the things also that that I thought of during the break too was, you know, look, there there's 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 so many things that are in competition with the Lord. You know, I mean, there is no competition for sure, but you know, God wants nothing in between Him and us. That's for sure. And in Zechariah one one three, it says, therefore. Uh, let me get this right here. It says, therefore, uh, tell the people, this is what the Lord Almighty says, return to me, uh, declares the Lord Almighty, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. And we've got so much stress and strife and division going on right now. You know, we need to align ourselves with the Lord, not one political party or the other, Amen. not with money, not with anything like that. But check it out, Zechariah 1, 3. You know, let's return to the Lord. Let's put him first and foremost in our lives and everything that we do, definitely for sure. So let's welcome Amy on the line from Texas. Good morning, Amy. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Well, I've, uh, I'm 68 years old, and I inherited $150,000, and I wanted to invest it, but I heard something about uh, I-bonds. I don't know anything about them, and I wondered what your opinion was on that. So I-bonds, sure, I-bonds are a, a, um, an investment that you purchase directly from the Treasury Department. Go to sstreasury.gov, uh, I think it is, okay? And okay. you uh, are allowed to buy up to $10,000. That's it. And you, okay. I believe you have to hold them for three years. And the interest rate that's credited to them gets credited in May and November. So the May crediting obviously is going to be high at 8%, right? But if inflation goes down over the next few years, which it's projected to do, then your interest rate in these bonds are going to continue to fall and go down, okay? Um, so, oh, okay. Yeah, so, so there's... 
you know, there's they're they're very attractive right now uh, from that standpoint. But just remember, there's limits on them, and that's probably a good thing. But that's that's how I bonds work. You know, um, you know. So so you 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 want to what what you need to look at doing, Amy, is stepping back and taking a look at the bigger picture first. And instead of instead of resting on a particular investment vehicle now. Let's ask a different question first, which will lead us to the correct investment vehicle. And maybe I-bonds are part of your portfolio. I don't know. But the question is this. What do you need? How are you on pace to accomplish all of your financial goals and this inheritance that you just received? How is that going to enable you to strengthen those goals? For example, let's suppose you say, you know what, Larry, in, in a handful of years, I, not, I have no idea your age or anything, I want to retire or I want to put kids or maybe grandkids through college, whatever the case may be there in your situation. How are you on pace for all of these goals that you and maybe you and your spouse and kids have talked about? How is this $150,000 going to enhance it? That's back into picking the, the perfect investment. The reason I say it like that, Amy, is this, is I have seen over the years, I have seen somebody come into my office and say, and I look at their at different investments and I go, you know, let me ask you a question. How did you arrive at the different investments you have? And sometimes I've gotten the answer, well, well, this is how my aunt invests, okay? And and I've learned a long time ago that a lot of people will make investments based off of something snappy, something that they know somebody else is doing or, or a nice soundbite or something like that, that may be totally wrong for what your investments are. Case in point, a client of mine, uh, her mother just passed away, unfortunately, recently, and, and she inherited her mom's account. Well, her mom's account was invested according to her mom's income needs. She has a totally different set of needs in her circumstance. So let's evaluate what your circumstances are, what your goals and objectives are, and then we can back in and taking a look at, 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 at how to position this money in there. And possibly I-bonds could be a solution for a piece of the dollars as well. So that's kind of my answer to you. I, I'd rather get you okay. going down the correct road with a properly structured financial plan. Does that make sense? Yes, sir, it does. Thank you. Absolutely. Listen, I'll tell you what I'll do, though. I'll go ahead and I'll put you on hold, Amy, and we'll have Bob pick up the phone in just a moment, and he'll get some of your contact information. And if you like, we'll have one of our advisors reach out to you, send you out our financial planning toolkit, and then we'll have somebody uh, you know, sort of give you a roadmap and give you a design on all of that and then take a deeper dive into what your family's objectives are with this money, how you want to go about handling it for yourself, okay? Okay, yes. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. Let me put you on hold right now. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Dial us up at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You know, this coming Monday, again, uh, we're going to be having our market commentary economic update. Go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and click on the seminar icon button right there and register for the economic update. Again, we're going to have people from all over the country on this. Uh, it can be live Q&A. You will have opportunity to answer questions. You can type questions, things like that. So 
So looking forward to this. Uh, we've, we've been doing these since the market's under pressure, and we will continue doing this during this volatile period of time. We get really good questions during those things. We, really we do. do. We get great questions, Chris. I, I really like the question. We should yeah. make, build a show around it, actually. We you could, know. yeah. We uh, could broadcast <laughs> it live. It's really that good. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be a lot of fun. And speaking of live, you can check us out on LarryRosenthal.tv right now as we live stream the radio show from different locations around the country. Uh, let's go ahead and welcome Tammy on the line from, uh, oops, oops, wrong button there. Let's see what happens when I control the board, Chris. <laughs> let's welcome Tammy on the line from Indiana. Good morning, Tammy. How are you? Hi, I'm great, thank you. And you? I'm well. How can I help you? Um, yeah, I've had this question in my mind for quite some time as far as how to take care of a remaining balance on my student loans and invest in saving at the same time. Um, to get to the point, I'm coming into a little bit of money, um, a little bit of inheritance, and then a settlement. So my question is, um, you know, I have a 401k through my employer. Do I pay off, which I would have enough money, I have about $67,000 remaining in school loans, and do I pay that off in its entirety? And then what is a good way to start with investing on the remainder of the balance of the, the money that I'm coming into? Well, I'm going to give you two answers, Tammy, okay? And, and okay. the first answer is going to be based 100% solely off the calculator, okay? And then I'm going to All give right. you the real financial planning answer. Fair enough? If you allow the calculator, yeah, if you allow the calculator to make your financial decisions in your life, the calculator is going to tell you pay as little on your debt as long as you possibly can and invest as much as you possibly can now for the longest period of time. That's what the calculator will tell you because the, the student debt is basically simple interest on a declining balance, and investments are compound interest on appreciating sums. That's what the calculator says. Now, the financial planning answer says this. Well, wait a minute, Larry. I want to get this debt off my shoulders, right? I want to try and find a light at the end of the tunnel. Fair enough, okay? So how do we do this? How do we combine retiring the debt in time for you to retire so that you don't have this, this extra payment that you're ushering into retirement years with you, while at the same time making sure that you've saved an adequate amount of money in order to produce income that you need in your retirement years, right? That, right. That, that's, that's, that's the ultimate question there. And the answer is really we just need to, to sit down and sort of unpack your scenario. I need to take a look at what your monthly cash flow is now. I need to take a look at how much money that you're, you're receiving and where your dollars are invested elsewhere. And then, you know, maybe the answer is we just knock the whole debt out because you don't, you don't need it. I mean, you don't you don't need to invest all of these dollars. At the same time, maybe we knock out 85% of your debt today and make payments over the next you know 12 months or something like that. So so that's the answer that we have to seek from. So so I would really say this: we need to build you out a cash flow plan. Take a look at how much to pay off, 
and and then go from there. I, I would prefer you not to borrow anything from your 401k plans at all because that means that money's out of the marketplace. Even though you're paying yourself back plus interest, you're still out of the marketplace with those dollars that you've borrowed. So I, in that case, I, I would say let me send you out our toolkit. I'll put you on hold. I'll have uh, Bob get your information, and we'll have one of our advisors reach out to you and do these simple calculations for you, and that will get you started down that path. How does that sound? Perfect. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Tammy. Well, listen, you have a great weekend. I'll put you on hold, and Bob will pick up in just a second. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Robert on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Robert. How are you today? I'm doing fine, and you yourself? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? Great, great. Um, I sort of got myself in a quagmire here because I'm planning on selling a house, and um, I have two other houses, which is one is a primary and another is a renter. But um, when I really looked at it, if I give this individual money out of the house as a gift, then I'm going to lose the tax deduction deduction and appreciation and everything for the house, although I'm going to receive income uh, from selling the house. And uh, I'll be sort of like uh, putting myself in a problem because I'm losing all the benefits of the house that I'm selling. And I'm sort of uh, um, probably need to get an appointment and come in and talk with you guys about it, all it's the things that's going on here. It sounds like you've got a lot of balls up in the air, Robert, and that would probably be the best res resolution for your situation for us to sort of sit down and, and take a look at it because you have two houses and you're looking to sell one and gift money from another. Is that is that what I understand? Yeah, I have three houses. I'm looking to sell one. Uh -huh. And, um, yeah, and then I am retired and I'm 76, so. I'm trying to see how I can figure all of this out. Yeah, we need to take a look. Since you are on Medicare, we want to make sure that your income, if we can, stays below your IRMA rates of 186 this year for Medicare uh, premiums increases. We also want to take a look at capital gains on the sale of these rental homes, on the sale of the rental home. Uh, capital mm -hmm. gains recapture. So we got to do some work with uh, tax prepare yourself, cost basis, things of that nature. But yeah, if you like, I'd be happy to put you on hold, and Bob will get your contact information. We'll have one of our advisors get with you next week, and sort of break all this down for you and get you, you know, a, a good, clear vision of of what's happening there. And we can bring a CPA to the table as well if we need to. Okay. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. Let me place you on hold here just one second. So appreciate the phone call. Hey, you're listening to Making Money Sense. Let's take a quick break here, Chris. I know we got about 10 minutes left, but keep let's keep the phone lines open. It's open mic Saturday. Any questions at all on your mind We're covering real estate, estate planning, taxes, mortgages, financial planning, investments, whatever's on your mind, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. 
There are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. Get started with your financial plan today at LarryRosenthal.com or call right now for the Financial Planning Toolkit, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123. Talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. Larry. And also, when you go, if you go to the website today, LarryRosenthal.com, you can go ahead and sign up for us, uh, our newsletter. We send out a weekly market commentary each week. Uh, it's pretty in-depth. It's pretty good. A couple pages long if you want to get that, as well as follow us on Facebook, too. And don't forget to register for our upcoming market and economic update webinar this coming Monday, May 16th, from 12 to 1230 Eastern, and then from 6 to 630 Eastern as well. It'll be live Q&A there. Uh, you know, I had, a, I had an interesting uh, question this week, and it, it just goes to show, you know, this kind of backs up to what a caller was talking about earlier uh, on the show today which is, you know, about financial education. Mm-hmm. And and someone was confused. They were saying, well, can I put money, can I max out my 401K plan and still put money into my IRA? And the answer is yes. The 401K is you can max it out to the federal guideline limits, and if you're eligible, you can still put money into your IRA as well on top of that. So, so there's, you know, when we work with somebody, Chris, in a financial plan, and we sort of thatch through all the cash flow, all the tax scenarios, all the different scenarios there, uh, there's a lot of, I guess, blind spots that people leave on the table when it comes to saving and understanding how to make investments really work and things like that. Let's bring Cecilia on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Cecilia. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How can I help you today? probably going to be the worst caller with finances, but I have a, I'm still young, I have a, um, an IRA um, and a retirement set up. I also have these things called CDs that the bank offers. Um, you got to keep your money locked in for like a year and you get a little interest, not much, but I have like a lot of credit card debt. And 
trying to figure it all out and don't know where to start, but I want to really start getting the credit cards paid off and knowing whether or not this CD, is it a good idea? Should I be putting more into my uh, my Roth account? Like, I'm just trying to save and look towards the future, but I don't know where to begin. Cecilia, you know, listen, I appreciate your phone call. And, and here's my response to you. You know, you've already started just by recognizing where you are and the clock's ticking, right? And we have helped so many people over the years from all over the country in similar situations to what you're talking about. And we can help you develop a cash flow plan that over time is going to reduce these debts down and get you set up for retirement planning. And it's all going to start with the financial planning toolkit. I've got to close out the show here in just a few seconds, but I'm going to put you on hold. Bob will get your contact information, and we'll get you started down that road. So I appreciate the phone call. Other callers online here, I'll go ahead and um, – <laughs> there you go. My fellow <laughs> Buster had go to make an Buster, appearance, go right? Buster. There you go. Exactly, exactly. So. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> ruff, ruff. That's exactly right. Hey, well, listen, just a few seconds left. I'll stay in studio and answer some more of the callers that are online. Uh, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. So Bob in the back, who's laughing hysterically, and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next week with more Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show.